0: Do you mind, Do you mind can I you turn your, uh, your speaker down just a little bit? Yeah, I can turn it down. Yep, yeah, just a sec. Um, here
1: we go.
0: We were giving the legendary. Yeah. Is
1: that a bit better?
0: I think that's, the. the well, let's see. Uh, can you still hear
1: me? yeah i can hear you yeah but you're at least now you're uh, you're not cutting out
0: yes yeah you must be from canada because you
1: said out <laughs> that's right eh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, like, a i'm from ottawa our nation's <laughs> capital but i was born and raised in montreal
0: oh very very nice so that you understand and speak french and everything because you're a bilingual country we don't we can't speak I, english
1: that's right. Yeah, I speak English and French perfectly bilingual.
0: Yes, and in and, and, and the United States, we can't even speak English well.
1: <laughs> now, now now that's not true. You guys don't have bad habits like we have in Canada.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't know the half of it. We, we're full of bad habits down here. <laughs> Okay, so so Lynn Phillips, in, and she is a real estate agent. Um, she worked for years in the travel industry and has migrated that over to the um, real estate business, and she's done extraordinarily well. As you can see, she's got an effervescent personality, and she's got a smile to her, and that really does help when you're going to go talk to people about putting down more money than they can imagine putting down about anything. So uh Lynn, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here.
1: Thanks so much, Kevin. It's great to be here.
0: So tell us about your story. When you started out in the travel industry, didn't you?
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, in 1984, I started in the travel industry. I was um, I was 18 years old, so I was pretty young, and I didn't know what I wanted to do with the rest of my life at that point, so I figured, hey, traveling is a good thing. And I went to travel, and I uh, slowly worked myself all the way up the ladder to a, an executive position for a um, global travel management company, and um, which was awesome, traveled a lot uh, during all those years. And I just thought, you know, I wanted to work more in my community because my 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 work was all outside of, it was every anywhere but home. <laughs> so I wanted to go into real estate. It's a travel and real estate line up a lot as far as the skills are concerned. And, you know, it's very customer service oriented. You're building people's dreams. You're on their journey to find a home. You know, you're setting them the space and travel. and But, you know, I mean, it's just that there are two industries that line up really well. And for me, that was a logical career change move. So now, did it make
0: because being a real estate agent is commission only. If you don't sell nothing, you yeah. don't make money. Did that concern you at all?
1: It was hard in the beginning. I have to admit, the first year was really tough, but um, I prepared You know, you have to put away a pretty good amount of money to be able to get going. Um, It's hard to break into it because, you know, people want to buy homes from people they know, for one. And secondly, they want to buy from someone that's got experience. I mean, this, you know, it's I mean, it's pretty much the biggest purchase you're going to make in your life for the average person like us. And uh, so it takes time to be able to for the people to start trusting you and to get, you know, You know, once you get the first few clients, um, then it starts happening, you know, because then it goes referrals and people recommend you and so on. But the first year is tough. So you have to plan financially to be able to get through pretty much a year of no income.
0: (laughs) How long was it before? Let's talk about how how it all works, because the first thing is that you have to find a client. You have to also find listings that they can be yours how hard is it to find somebody who wants to sell their house with you
1: well there's a lot of marketing involved um but then the marketing only takes you so far you know you really need to be out there you, be, you need to be in front of people and and whatnot um people you know jen when you started well i, I can speak for myself anyways when i started out i had more clients that were buying houses than listing um, so that's kind of like how I got started, um, and I got that you know a lot of leads through referrals and marketing programs and and actually colleagues as well. Um, so I mean that's kind of like how it started, but um, you know eventually you do more for getting listings, and um, you know getting listings is really um, where the success starts to come because when you have a listing, then you get a lot of leads for people that are interested in your house. So, you you know, the leads start pouring in a much higher quantity when you start having listings. But it, it's, it, it's, it doesn't happen. Like, I got my first listing, gosh, probably a year and a half, almost two years into it. I was only doing buyer clients before that. That's how long it took. It's, it's an amazing career. But anyone who thinks that you're just going to take the college course and get your license and then away you go, you have to be tough and you have to be prepared financially. Yeah.
0: Now you just won an award, did you not?
1: Yes, I did. Yeah, <laughs> I won the top ten percent um, of uh, the top ten percent in my region. For uh, I won with Gerolda Page, so I was one of the top ten producers in 2020 for my region. And Good. considering I've only stayed a few years, that was pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> pretty cool, actually.
0: How did you accomplish it?
1: Well, um, it was just, you know, I've just had a lot of leads and I kept, you know, one that a lot of referrals in 2020 as well. So um, many of the clients and the relationships that I built in 2019 turned into a lot more transactions in 2020 based on referrals. Um, you know, this is a people business and um, you you really need to um, concentrate on, you know, being there for your people face to face, you know, it's and, and and building relationships, and building relationships leads to referrals. So in 2020, um, at the first part of the year, um, started out not slow, but not crazy, not like my realtor, my other realtor colleagues anyways. And then all of a sudden in the spring, it just took off. It was just crazy, it started getting really busy. Uh, And this is like, I I wouldn't say it's because of COVID, um, because I mean, I was measured against my peers, and I was in the top 10% of my peers. So we were all measured equally. It was just based on, obviously, revenue and transactions. So, yeah.
0: It must have been really hard to sell a house during the time of COVID. Because you can't. You oh, can gosh. It-
1: that is so true. Um, it's funny because so many industries, it's, you know, actually, when you think about it, I was in travel, right? COVID, like the company, the, man- the global management company I worked for had to reduce their staff by 80% because of COVID. And it's on the other side in real estate where things just boomed, right? So, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, from rags to riches, <laughs> but um, I, it's, um, it's the, the COVID period, the people that want to list, okay, because a lot of people do want to list. Because it's a great time to sell because they're going to get lots of equity. But they have to have a plan because if they have nowhere to go, they're going to be living potentially from Airbnb to Airbnb until they can find a house. So it's hard to secure a listing because people, you know, have to think about that, right? I mean, you might be selling great at a nice high price and equity, but then you're going to buy at a high price and you might end up for the same price you sold, a house that you have to fix up or renovate or something. Um, so it, it's challenging with COVID. And personally, I do not take a listing if my, if my clients don't have a plan because I don't want to – I've seen – literally seen some of my clients live in Airbnbs for months before they can find something. So it's tough.
0: Well, you know, it was, it's interesting because uh, um, in, in the housing market, you think that the equity that you get is, is like a windfall. The only time it's a windfall mm-hmm. is significantly downsize. And, and you're going to take yeah. that up and save it, and you're going to buy something that's well. But nowadays, there's nothing that's under – I don't know how it is in your market. I live in Seattle. The Seattle market is crazy uh-huh. how big how,
1: yeah.
0: how houses are going for.
1: Oh, it's the same in our market, actually. When you In Canada, Ottawa has always been lower than the other major cities like Vancouver, Toronto, Montreal. So um, in my opinion, I think Ottawa, Ottawa, not only is it going through a crazy real estate period like the rest of the country is, and obviously in the U.S. as well, but Ottawa is catching up to the rest of the other big cities in our country. So it's kind of like double fold. So the prices in Ottawa have soared. Um, you know, which obviously is awesome, but um, it's um, I don't see it. Um, you know, a lot of times people are saying, Oh, when COVID is over, all these people that have overpaid for houses because you know we're in multiple bidding wars, like for every transaction we're doing right now. Um, some of them the houses are selling in upwards of two hundred thousand dollars above asking, and people oh, wonder, man. you know, they say, Oh, what happened after COVID? You know, like all these people have overpaid for these properties. And, you know, potentially could, you know, be in a position to lose a lot of money if they wanted to either sell or if the interest rates went up and whatnot. Um, so it's, it's tricky. But in my opinion, I think that what's going to happen after COVID is I think the market is just going to level out for a while. But I don't think it's going to take a uh, downward turn and not a, not a steep one anyways.
0: Now, what I've learned in traveling around my community, <laughs> and I used to drive a bus. And so I would go through neighborhoods and that sort of thing. What I'm discovering is there's a lot of people that are in existing houses that can barely afford the existing house. And uh, they, they they don't have the money to be able to take their equity and to move upwards. And they can't repair their own house. And so some mm-hmm. of them are in your market. Well, there's a lot of dilapidated houses that people are living in but just can't keep them up.
1: Oh yeah absolutely and not just that kevin people are living in houses with hardly any furniture (laughs) because they can't afford to fill up their house (laughs) it's true it is it's true it's um you know i mean and also it's kind of sad for like um i have two i have two young daughters well young they're in their early 20s and um you know you want to get into the market so you can you know Owning a home is an awesome thing. It's like it's probably the great American dream. Well, it's the great Canadian dream too, <laughs> owning a home. But it's really hard for our 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 youth of today to get into the market because um I can't tell you how many times I've seen this happen, especially since COVID started. And it's actually kind of heartbreaking when you see um, you know, because of COVID, you're allowed to have one person visit a house plus the realtor. So young couples will have and will have like one chance to see the house, the showings, uh, the showing times have reduced usually now to now 30 minutes before it was an hour was about the amount of time you're allowed to show a house, but now it's down to 30 minutes. So here we are, 30 minutes, one of the two can come in and see the house, not both. Um, and then they have, if they like the house, they have to put an offer in right then and there. So I mean, you, you have to throw your hat in the ring And if you put any kind of conditions like financing, inspection, you know, things like that, you're for sure not going to get the house because every house pretty much it sells is without conditions, all cash offers um, and way above asking because with the multiple offers, you know, it's they're all selling above asking. So when you look at our youth of today that should be getting into the market and just like we had, you know, it looks like we're about the same age. I mean, we, you know, when we were in our early 20s, we had a chance to get into the market. And today it's sad that, that, um, to see our young people struggling to be able to get in. And so for myself, I mean, as a realtor, um, I work really hard to try and help them, you know, coach them, be able to find the right place. Uh, oftentimes it means they have to move away a little further, right? So meaning like not right in the city they might have to drive a half an hour but there's always a solution but it's just it's really tough it's sad to see these young kids you know blind blindly buying because they have no other choice
0: help me i I don't understand this because my son who is 32 can he had a house Mm -hmm. then he had he lost it for various reasons Uh, Girlfriends and that kind of you know I I don't want to go into that. But he (laughs) get into enough, and he makes good money. He makes about eighty thousand dollars a year, but he can't even smell his way into getting uh, because the houses are like anything that he'd want to buy is like four hundred thousand and up, and and living Mm. being a single guy by himself, he can't afford that. I was curious. Where's all this money coming from? That can afford to pay cash for a four hundred thousand dollars house.
1: That's a really good question. In my market, right, what's what's what, what's happening in my market is people in Canada are moving more and more east because the more east you go, the least ex, least it's less expensive, right? So, um, you know, case in point, Toronto market is really high there, right? I mean, you can you can't even buy a closet for six hundred thousand dollars, pretty much um so the people in toronto you know it's true it's very true it's super expensive right so people in toronto can sell their closets for like seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and then move to ottawa the outskirts of ottawa and for more than half the price live in an actual real big house right so i mean a lot of people out west and vancouver is the same thing calgary edmonton and then you know toronto the more east you go, the lower the prices. So a lot of people are relocating, and uh, with COVID, everyone's figured out how to work from home, right? Um, and the companies are supporting it, so it's it's just a logical move. I mean, why wouldn't you want to move to the country? Because I specialize in the country. I'm a realtor that specializes in country properties, and uh, it's been booming because you know it's more affordable. And but then again, those are the type of properties you can afford. And the people that are buying, coming back to your question, are people coming from the West and they're coming their pockets full of cash and they're paying cash. And uh, in their mind, they're getting a really good deal. But in like, if you were to say, let's say your son, as you were just saying as an example, or my daughter for that fact, you know, in in their very own market, can't afford to buy anything because we don't have pockets full of cash in our market. So it's uh, a, it's a lot of people from outside coming and buying these places.
0: So let me ask you a question, because this is one of the thoughts that I've had for a very long time, and that is that the way the housing market has always worked, it worked that way when I bought, the first house I bought, I bought for $73,000. It was a three-bedroom, two-bath, and then we wanted mm-hmm. to get a, an upgrade to a four-bedroom. I bought that for $111,000. My house had appreciated to 95000 so I was able to put the down a without having to do anything more than that. And so it was based upon having a starter house and then moving up from the starter house to the next level and the next level and the next level until you got the house of your yeah. dreams. But what happens mm-hmm. when, what happens when the cycle is cut and you have new people who can't afford to get into it? What's a starter, what used to be a starter home is now a $400,000 property how, how, where does that disconnect going to be remade
1: up? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a tough one because uh, you're, you're right. And then, you know, the, the rule of thumb used to be after your fifth house, you should be mortgage free in a normal market in the normal days. So like, you know, sort of like describing the, the scenario you just gave me about yourself. Right. Um Now, I mean, if, even if you get out of the market while you're you're in that process, let's say you're on house number three and then, you know, life happens or, you know, your job takes you somewhere else and you sell and then you have to get back into the market, um, you, it's, you're basically going to have to, like a lot of people are um, buying houses together, you know, they'll be sharing spaces, roommates, things like that. Um, there are government programs, though, to help people to get back into the market, you know, to give help to they fund in Canada. Anyways, I'm not sure about the US, but in Canada, the federal government has programs where they'll provide the 5% down payment and uh, you pay back over X amount of years. And, you know, at least it, it helps people get back into the market, but they can't do it on their own. I mean, you know, unless like I said, you're walking in with the pockets full of cash, but the average Joe like me, We don't have pockets full of cash, so it's hard to get back in. Um, It's best to not get out of it if at all possible.
0: (laughs) So let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. We have a country that is like within a stone's throw of us, to the north of us, and that if you want to get into a house, they'll give you $20,000 that you can pay, a $400,000 house. They'll give you a $20,000 down payment that you can pay back with time. They also have got health care. Oh, don't get me started on healthcare that that uh, you've got uh, national <laughs> program and stuff, and and so and I know people that have looked into moving into your direction and and they can't because you guys are or the government's like, no, nah, you know, you better have a good reason to come here because we're pretty happy with yeah. the situation uh, we're at now. So, congratulations, I'm, I, you guys are doing really good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. But um, yeah, no, but I mean, believe it or not, in Ontario, in the province of Ontario in Canada, 25% of our real estate market is that uh, new immigrants coming to Canada. So from abroad, yeah.
0: Are they coming from the South or are they coming from abroad? From abroad. Oh. They're
1: extinct with the lose, I think. <laughs>
0: Well, you know, what do you do? What do you do? So,
1: well, I'm, yeah. I'm really
0: glad to see. So, you are what we now would term you were a successful um uh, uh traveling person to help people travel, and you worked in and you were in management, and now you're a successful real estate person. Let's go to real estate 101. If somebody wants Ooh. to their current position and get into real estate what's your advice
1: okay my advice is um if you put in the sweat equity like the hard work right because i transitioned. as a matter of fact i'm still doing my old job um on a a a smaller level meaning just three days a week because with covid i became essential in that role so i kind of got stuck staying in that role but to transition first of all do your homework to make sure you're going to transition to the career that's right for you that, you know, you've got the skill set for then. Um, I mean, in real estate, what's kind of cool is that you can do your, your you can get licensed and it's a college degree, but you know, you get licensed, you have to be licensed and that uh, you can do that online. So a lot of time management and, you know, making sure that, you know, you, you slot in the right amount of time you need to do your studies because the studies are difficult actually. Um, and then once you get licensed, Um, You know, you slowly transition so um, it depends on the type of work you're doing before real estate But if you have a type of job where you can try and line yourself up to sort of like slip out of one job and slip into the other Financially, it does help you kind of like stay on your feet a little bit during that transition period But I I mean at the end of the day, it's just a lot of hard work. You work full-time at your other job You're studying when you're not working when you finally get licensed, you're marketing, you're struggling, you're to get your feet under you because you know it's hard to get into this market, uh, into this you know role of real estate agent. So it's just like you have, if you persist, and you know I can't tell you how many times I wanted to quit, but my daughters and my husband said no, you're not quitting. You know, and I'm glad they said that because I'm happier than ever now. But it's it's uh, it's really hard work, is the, the only way I can really describe it. It's hard work.
0: So if 100 people decide, you know, I'm going to be a real estate agent because if I can sell a million-dollar house, I make I make $40,000 at a pop, and I'll sell five of them a year, and then I'll retire. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you got to those people, how many are actually going to be able to do the work, be able to make it pay, and be able to really become a success? Yeah,
1: that's, you know, I I'm, I'm a very positive person. So I'm, i'm always optimistic about people's you know succeeding including myself reality is though is that not everybody can not everybody can do it i mean they try but it's there's so much uh, dedication and and you have to give up a lot of things to you know really put that priority that dream as your top priority and um a lot of people on a scale of one to ten i'd probably say and this is very positive at least a four that just it's too hard they can't make it lots of times they just can't they can't uh, ride the wave of the income or actually no sorry the no income wave (laughs) you know so it's um (laughs) yeah it makes it
0: yeah (laughs) so so lynn phillips if we were to build a consummate real estate person what would, what would go into the mix of what would we create that person to look like, to act like, to be like in order to become a, a successful professional?
1: Um, okay, that person needs to be, first of all, um, you know, high energy, um, customer service skills, a people person. Um, now, again, my opinion, but, I mean, I feel that having integrity and uh, high values um, and putting – your customers needs always as top priority is, is really what the key to the success is because really the key is the referrals right so if you if your clients are happy with what you do for them and you, de- you need to go above and beyond I mean everybody has their different style that's my style but um, you know people you can't fool people they can tell if you're sincere or if you're just you know being a, like a used car salesman you know what I mean and um, so so if you're sincere, you have good values, you're customer service oriented and go above and beyond, then the referrals start coming in. And then then when it starts, it starts, you know, it's then it's it doesn't take long. That uh, at the beginning, when you said earlier, five houses a year, right? At the beginning I thought, oh gosh, I don't need to sell more than five houses a year. Well now I'm I mean, I don't want to necessarily sell more than five a year because financially I'm okay, right? But, um, you know, the referrals start coming in, the excitement, and and it just – the career takes off, and you do more than five houses a year. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a good industry. It's awesome. I love it.
0: Well, congratulations, and good for you. Another question for you, which would be, you become a real estate agent, and you are working with clients, and you're working hard with clients. It involves a lot of nights and weekends, doesn't it?
1: Yes, it does, yeah, you can ask my husband he'll he'll see me write up a deal at midnight <laughs> yeah, it's uh yeah, that happens quite often actually, you know Sunday barbecues yeah i'm I'm out on the road, but that's that's just the way it goes, right <laughs> you well, go over great. the trends that you follow you follow your clients and oftentimes the late nights weekends uh unexpected um you know appointments and whatnot so yeah
0: well That's it, true. Be, they're off when you, when you're working
1: yeah but you know what though um true um but i mean essentially we're our own boss right so i mean if I have, let's say, for example, it's my daughter's birthday party and, you know, I'm not going to work that day. I can arrange to not work that day. I have colleagues that can back me up. I can try to arrange my schedules around, you know, personal like personal things, too, because, I mean, your family is important as well. You don't go into real estate just to all of a sudden forget that you have a family and friends and not have a life, right? So it's it's all in time management, really. It, it, it's a work-life balance. And, and it's pretty easy to balance when you're good at being organized
0: so let me get this straight you have to be nice to people you have to be a hard worker you have to be able to work weekends and nights and you've got to be um um self a self-starter and be self self-sufficient and in in orient and you have to be organized so so uh, are you all of those things? If you are, my goodness, you're pretty special. Because most people go, Did you write start- all that
1: stuff down when I was talking? <laughs> <You> really- <laughs> like, did I really say that much?
0: <laughs> you, you did. Like, you I- were- I- <laughs> Pardon me? I said you did. You were good because you because yeah. I, I've worked with real estate people. I, I've I've bought houses. I've sold houses. I've sold houses that I didn't want to say any anyway. So um, I know what it's like to work with a good real estate agent. I know what it's like to work with a crappy one. And there are lots and lots of crappy mm-hmm. ones. And there aren't a be- because I get it. It's a hard job. Even though the, the when you look at the potential rewards, say you sell ten houses. So you're going to make 400 grand this year. That's like everybody gets stars in their eyes, but that 400 grand you pay, you, you, you earned every nickel of that money.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, true. You know, it's like, gosh, how can I say this without sounding like a snob? Because I don't want to come across as a snob, but um, sometimes people get, you know, they start making really good money and they change they They sort of um, you know they they want to drive the really expensive cars and they want to be flashy and they you know those are the ones that start changing, their attitudes start changing you know um you always have to in my mind well, anyways, that's my career path is I want to stay real, you know, and I don't want to change no matter how much money I make, I want to be me, right? So it's just different types of people that have different types of approaches. But you know, typically people making a lot of money sometimes it does go to their head.
0: Well, I know that's in your, <laughs> Now, in your case, I, that's not that's not going to happen because you are you no. are a people person and you're service oriented, and you want to help people get the best. And it gives you doesn't it give you a thrill when you can turn over the keys to somebody's house to them.
1: Oh my gosh, that is the best part of all. You know, I have the probably one of my best stories um, that really tells you how it, it brings it home, right? How wonderful this industry really is. Um, I had a client, a single mom and uh, with three boys uh, that had autism, but her boys are like grown men, autism. And, and one 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 of them has a much higher level of autism than the other two. But let's put it this way. She's still wiping bums on 20 year old boys. Right. Um, And uh, was living just west of Toronto. Um, Terrible lifestyle she had there, you know, because her one one of her sons, like, screams a lot. So the cops were always at her place. And anyways, she was really unhappy and uh, she moved east (laughs) again. Everybody moving east. But um, I, I Found her as a client, and I was able to find like we worked together to be able to find the perfect place for her in the budget that she she has. And now she's so happy, and her boys have flourished so much. And we're friends now. We actually she's going to teach me how to knit because I just found out I'm going to be a grandma. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> thank you. But but anyhow, um, she like. Her sons have flourished, she's flourished, and um, you know, to me, I feel like I was a part of taking her out of the hell life that she had and turning it into a wonderful life in the country, and she's super happy. So, you know, those are the moments that make it all worthwhile, really. It is, and there's no money, there's no price tag to give you that feeling, you know. That's, anyways, yeah, there's no money that gives you that type of feeling.
0: Well, it's, it really is exciting that, that you're able to do yeah. that. you were able to make that transition. Huh? Say that again? I did make
1: a commission. <laughs> Me, like, <laughs> I didn't make <need> money. But <laughs> well, but
0: there's a certain point in time to when, if you love what you do, the money is irrelevant.
1: Yeah. It yeah, won't yeah.
0: change you. go ahead.
1: Nope. Yep. It won't change me. I mean, the money is, uh, the money is good, but it's not the priority.
0: No. And, and the priority for you is to take care of people and and to care for people. And, and so if somebody, if somebody wants to move or is in Canada, because I do have listeners in Canada as well, if somebody would like to contact Mm -hmm. you, they do it, Lynn.
1: You can find me online on my, i have a website homesbylin.ca, and um you can just google my name and i'll, I'll come up <laughs> i'm with the page so um but you know that anyone can visit my website which is triple um, you know dot which is also my email info at homesbylin.ca. and um but you know you can contact me through my website so you know either through Email, phone, text, Facebook, Instagram, pretty much any social channel that you can do. You can contact me.
0: Say that one more time. Real slow, though.
1: Okay. (laughs) Did I say that too fast? (laughs) Uh Somebody
0: was trying to write it down, and they didn't get it done.
1: Ah, so the one thing you weren't able to write down. No, (laughs) I'm just teasing. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. My website is www.homesbylyn.ca, And on my website, you can communicate with me. Uh, you can reach me via email or phone, text, um, Facebook, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn as well. So, um, you know, you can just go to my, my web page and that's probably the easiest way to find me. Um, or you can just go on Google and Google my name, Lynn Phillips, rural page, and you'll see my page come right up.
0: Very good, and the company you're working for is what's your name of them again?
1: Royal LePage Performance Realty.
0: Aha, and that and that's the that's right there in um, um, Ontario, right? Ottawa.
1: That's right in Ottawa. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we have several locations. Um, mine is in Ottawa. Yeah.
0: Very good, and now we're coming to our time together to be standing. ending. So I would like you to if you wouldn't be if you'd be so kind is uh to give the audience just to, this is the moment when you get complete control over anything that you say what would you like our audience to know about you about real estate about or, or about life or your life philosophy
1: <laughs> oh that's it's um all right well you know Real estate, um, I really encourage everyone to do everything you can to try and get into the market because, you know, you know, it's really a good investment and um, owning your own home is a very fulfilling feeling, but I would really encourage everyone not to do it on your own. I mean, when you hire a real estate agent, you know, we're able, especially when the market is difficult like this, um, we're able to walk you through um, every step of the way um, because it's pretty tricky these days. So, I mean, I would really, you know, I would urge people that um, no matter how hard it is, these days with the prices, how they're high and everything, there's always a solution. And to try and get into that market um, for, you know, it's just going to be good all along. Once you get in, you're okay. It's just to get in.
0: Now, in my, in my case, what I did is I downsized. Uh, and I, I now am in a uh, 55 plus because I'm old now. I'm in a 55-plus uh, mobile community, mobile home community. And for me, it works out just really, really quite well. So uh, there are yeah. lots of options out there. Uh, find the option that's right for you. Find someone. If you can't find Lynn because she's not willing to travel, like to, I don't know, like Texas, which I wouldn't go to Texas about. <laughs> uh, but if you'd, like, if you'd like to find somebody, you need to find somebody that's got a, a smile on their face, Ask them if they're customer service driven, if what will they do for you that nobody else will? That's a good question to ask them.'t yeah.
1: yeah, absolutely. very good question. You know, um, I mean, I do things for I do things for my clients. And I don't know if other agents do this or not, actually. maybe I'm, I just go with my common sense, but you know I do things. I help them find schools for their kids um you know i'll help them with um I, I mean i'm not a mortgage broker but i'll help them get up set up with their financing if you know if they want to go for that government grant that's that's available out there i'll walk them through every step of the way you know and i mean i'll even like book a storage pod for them <laughs> to put their furniture in i mean you know it, it's um it's just i i do for others what i'd like someone to do for me if i was in their shoes so
0: you've heard that before somewhere wasn't that in this book that uh that a lot of people have, I, that's been around for a couple thousand years, isn't there? The Bible?
1: That one, yeah, that's the one. You're funny.
0: So, so in any event, we've been talking with Lynn Phillips. I have enjoyed the conversation immensely. I'm con- Congratulations on your success. I wish you tons more. People like you, um, real honest-to-goodness people, people who care. And let's see, here's the, here, before I let you go, because I just got, it, it just stunned me. It's like, you're a people person. I consider myself a people person. Mm-hmm. People who say, well, you know, you could do this. You're a people person. I think everybody can be a people person, can't they?
1: Of course. Absolutely. You just follow your heart and just do what, you know, you just be yourself. Um, and I mean, people, human beings are meant to be with human beings, Right. So if you just like be, just be, be yourself, follow the journey. Anybody can be a people person. Just be positive and, you know, put yourself in someone else's shoes. That's the best way I find. The best way to know how to do things or react is by putting yourself in someone's shoes. If if you put yourself in their shoes and what you just did, you know, kind of like it's not something you'd like to experience, then, you know, hey, don't do that.
0: Lynn, I have, to, I have to tell you that oftentimes what will happen is I will uh, do, do an interview with somebody, and because I want to get the right information out. And in this case, the right information came out with what you just said. And if so, if somebody needs to listen to that, you need to roll this tape back and re listen to that again because that was absolutely beautiful. Thank you.
1: Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you.
0: <laughs> but, and that is going to help some. so you can be a people person you can take care of each other and it starts with smiling at the person at the checkout stand uh even though you're wearing a mask uh, you can smile with your eyes
1: absolutely absolutely hugs are free we're not allowed to hug during covid but soon enough we'll be able to hug again (laughs)
0: yep right now elbow buttons are free so yeah that's lynn it's been great pleasure talking to you i look forward to talking to you again um it's it's been fun so thank you so so hold on just a second i've got to do this and then i'll be right back hey and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end hey pretty cool hey don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts and remember Take care of each other because each other's all we got. See you next time on My Independence Report.